0: Before our Monster Bash continues, here's a little monster tip. Planning for trick-or-treaters. We divided the good... I honestly don't even understand why I put uh, that clip at the beginning of this. I heard Monster in Bash, and um, I thought that this might be considered one of those... And I'm starting to realize that the whole idea of it is just falling flat. And just an FYI, the Olsen Twins movie Double Double Toil and Trouble will not be featured anywhere close to this list. So you can thank me later for that. And I'm just going to keep on plowing through here as if I'm not embarrassed and to let you know that we have come to the top five of my Halloween season list. Now if you've heard ten through six, you're probably thinking, man, all of this is just straight garbage. Well, let me inform you that 5-1 uh, is a little bit of a step up from all of those, uh, the first five. And uh, when this whole thing is done, you can all shit on me later, because all of these movies to me are the best of the B-movies, with the exception of one that is a little more known than others. So without further ado, let's get this party started. So, starting off this list with number 5, and it seems a little cliche to even say, mostly because it is played a lot during Halloween. And I know that I was trying to stay away from those, but this particular movie has a uh, childhood story that I'm going to share with you in a bit, and this movie is 1995's Casper. Hey, everybody's already laughing, right? I can already, I can hear it. And, uh, (laughs) honestly... This movie is, uh, has a strong connection to me Mostly because, uh, like I said, of a childhood story Now before I share that, I'm going to give you a little bit of context On where this story somewhat uh, you know, was created from I guess you can say Back in the day, Pizza Hut used to be fun They, they had VHS tapes of the Ninja Turtles The X-Men, uh, you know, you had toys They helped you read books And when Casper came out, they released a set of hand puppets based on each of the ghosts. So if you don't remember, let me give you a little bit of a commercial to jog your memory. There's a new spirit at Pizza Hut. Living or not, baby. Now, when your parents order any pizza or Pepsi, you can get a glow-in-the-dark hand puppet from the movie Casper, a dollar forty-nine each, and only at Pizza Hut. Boo! You love this stuff? Made of pizza Hut! <laughs> In '95, I was like ten years old, and somehow I have twenty dollars. I don't know where it came from. I just have twenty dollars. I don't remember where I got it from. And when we got out of Kmart, I asked my mom, hey, can we go eat pizza? Because I desperately wanted one of those damn Casper uh, puppets. She says, yeah, we get there. You know, we eat. I ask for the toy. And uh, she looks at me. We're there looking at each other awkwardly. And she's like, well, where's your 20 bucks? And I'm looking at her like, are, are, are you fucking?" right now? I'm thinking about it. Are you fucking serious? You want a 10 year old to uh to pay for your dinner, and she's looking at me, just like, "Where's your money at?" So I, you know, pat my pockets around and I, I turn them inside out and find out that guess what, I don't have the twenty dollars anymore. Well, needless to say, she was uh, she was pissed off, and she bitched at me the whole time for it, which is ridiculous. And I love my mom, but this story is being is told every year to me on uh, multiple occasions throughout Halloween. So. um. You know, she uh, you know, still holds a grudge against me and says, remember that time you wanted to fucking eat pizza and buy one of those stupid toys and you didn't have any money? And I'm like, I, I was 10. Like, I was 10. Like, well, what do you expect me to do? <laughs> well, most recently, I found out that those toys were just like a dollar something. And I sent her a screenshot of it. And I'm like, hey, you bitched about a dollar? And then she proceeded to tell me that well, it was my fault because I didn't pay for dinner. So... There's my fun story. Get on with it. Yes, get on with it. On with it. Oh, I am enjoying this scene. Get on with it. <sighs> Casper is one of those kids' movies that I feel like everybody can watch, you know, family film, right? But as I said, I feel like a lot of the jokes did go over my head, as normally when you grow up, you start catching all this shit. You know, like, or you start asking dumb questions like myself, like how the hell are they able to turn the lights on if this shit's been abandoned? Who's paying the electricity bill? You know, dumb questions, right? But also, we do get the fact that Casper, and it it shows, so I hope you put the pieces together. Casper's an asshole. He, He is not the friendly ghost that he turns out to be. You know, as the story starts going and they unravel a little bit more of Casper's past, he died of pneumonia as a kid. Because he didn't want to fucking listen And, you know, he his ghost haunted his inventor father Until the dude went crazy And got admitted to a mental asylum for the rest of his days And Casper's like, oh, you know, I'm cool I'm still friendly No, dude, like, you did this to your dad And then his dad had, like I said, he was an inventor He made a machine that was able to bring the dead back to life you know, it, there was some kind of elixir in a bottle that he would put in this machine and it was supposed to be bring the dead back to life. I, I kind of got a little bit of the reanimator vibes out of this part, but there was only enough to bring back one person, which is crazy because there was three bottles there. Three bottles in this scene, three bottles that contained the chemical that had the ability to bring back life. Two of them were half empty. Well, actually, two of them weren't empty. So who the hell does his Dad try to bring back to life? The uncles stole the show. Stinky, Stretch, and Fatso. It, those dudes are just hilarious. If if this movie did not have them, it would be boring. It, it just wouldn't have the same amount of comedy and humor that, that that it does right now. So kudos to whoever wrote the three uncles because they stole the damn show. And then Let's not forget the almighty Ghostbuster cameo that we got out of this. At the beginning of the movie, they're trying to cleanse this house spiritually. And uh, they're, they sent in a, a priest. And then another dude comes flowing out the door. And it's Ray Stanz from the Ghostbusters, Dan Aykroyd. What a great cameo to even have. He was afraid of these ghosts. And, you know, he, I, apparently, he, you know, I ain't afraid of no ghost, right? But this one he was and he told him to call somebody else. There was also a rumored scene that was filmed that had Zelda from Poltergeist, we all know that little lady, and she went into the house to, clean, to cleanse it, and they shot her out through the top of the roof. Now, was this scene really filmed, or was it just being discussed? And if it was filmed, will it ever see the light of day? M- maybe on the 30th anniversary, which is coming up in like, what, four years? We may find out that answer. But until then, only time will tell. And then we get one of the smoothest lines that'll still get chicks going today. I'm going to leave that. I'm going to leave this small review with that line. I told you I was a good dancer. Can I keep you? Number four. Is 1988's Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yes, I went there because this movie gave me a phobia of clowns that Pennywise could never have done. Now, I know what you're probably thinking oh, well, Stephen King wrote that. You know, it's fucking, it's scary. It's the scariest thing ever. But no, it really isn't. Because Pennywise was a clown that was friendly, who well, at least, you know, friendly looking, at least the, the 1990 version of him was. And he was able to lure kids that way. These other ones, you would stay away from them immediately. Like, there was one, you know, all of them were horrifying to look at. And then the sound of their laughs didn't make anything better. This movie is beyond great to me. It, it, for some reason, it has gained some sort of popularity in the past few years. Uh, there's, you know, props and t-shirts and things like that at the Spirit Halloween store. They even have a Killer Clowns Parade. At Universal Studios So somewhere down the line This movie Went out of cult classic status And into the mainstream And I'm super appreciative of it I remember watching this movie On USA's Up All Night Now back in the day the USA Network used to have That series of movies that would play Which is like a block of movies that would That were just really bad B-movies And I loved each minute of it So Naturally, I was on this channel and I was watching whatever crap that they were playing. And the intro to this movie started, and the moment I heard them laugh, I changed the channel. I was done. There was nothing that was going to ta- that was going to have me turn that channel back because I was out. Their laughs just, you know, scarred me. But something about this movie I had to keep going back to. I needed to find out what was going on because it had me hooked. It, it had me intrigued on what was going on and me being a small child like i was just like well what, what the hell is this like these clowns look kind of cool they had they were kind of you know they were actually they were just colorful clowns as usual they had weird hair they had sharp teeth and they were like i said they were just horrifying to look at the special effects on this were great by the way i'm big on special effects because the practical effects that these guys used on these clowns were just amazing I I don't care what anybody says. It may have looked cheesy and we may have seen the zippers in the back, but it was fun to see. And when you watch this movie, I want you to question yourself. Like how old are these people that the clowns are actually chasing? How old are all our main characters? Because they look like divorced parents at a makeout spot. Yeah, that's right. They were at makeout point or whatever it was. And literally, doing exactly what you know they were supposed to do making out and uh the the main character mike had a bill cosby sweater and then his girlfriend dressed like a fucking cobbler like she was gonna make shoes or or she kind of reminded me of the outfit that snow white wore when she was cleaning up the whole house like why like i i didn't you know i'm probably like i said probably thinking way too much into this and i know a certain someone out there is probably listening and saying Wow, you really looked way too far. Like that, you know, you're focusing a little bit too much on that. And you know who you are, goddammit. Each clown in this movie had their own skit. It wasn't just a group of them and they just shoved them out there and they were just killing people. No, each one of them did something special. They each had a scene where they shined. You know, one of them used hand puppets and killed a dude, the other one used shadow puppets against the wall. And made a T-Rex shadow puppet tour They ate a group of people at a bus stop You know, it's just like I said, it was just they, Some of them came out of pizza boxes But everyone's favorite seemed to be the clown named Shorty He was a little small one, obviously And he jumped in the air and came back down into a group of bikers Had boxing gloves and knocked one of their heads clean right off Into a trash can We all remember that scene He's like, what are you going to do? Knock my block off? And he really did. They made a sundae out of a cop. And the sundae, apparently, the ice cream was made out of acid. And it melted this dude. And they they even put a cherry on top. There were mostly, you know, like a... You know, normal clown gags. Where they all came out of a car at once. It was like eight of them. And, uh, you know, it was just... This movie is cheesy. Yes, we see zippers in the back. Yes, we see some, you know human things within these costumes yes you know th- this movie isn't uh, I mean it kind of took some shortcuts and you can tell but it was fun and I'm going to say that about a lot of these movies because these are fun movies Killer Clowns from Outer Space is just you know great fun for like everyone it doesn't have any titties in it so you don't have to shine away, you know, put your hands in front of people's faces and be like hey don't look at that no it's just great fun I would say it's family fun because I my kids actually like it. I've showed it to them and they've enjoyed each moment of it and they, they just laugh at it. They're not as scared as I thought they were gonna be. They're a lot braver than I was at their age. And let's not forget about the iconic killer Clowns song. You'll probably you're probably hearing the whole thing under my voice right now, but Jesus Christ, that song is just amazing. Number three, it's one of those movies that's actually gaining more uh, notoriety as the years go on because it was shit on when it first came out, and that is 1993's Ernest Scared Stupid. That's right. Ernest ranked above Killer Clowns. Ernest ranked above The Monster Squad. Ernest ranked above Casper. Ernest ranked above a lot of these movies. I I love the character of Ernest P. Whirl to death. His brand of outlandish comedy and the heart that his movies bring—they're, you know—they're really enjoyable to watch. I laugh hysterically at everything that this guy does because I don't, and I laugh at it as if I've never seen it before. And I love his movies. By the way, Ernest scared stupid. Ernest goes to camp. Ernest goes to jail. Ernest saves Christmas. I even like the shittier ones: Slam Dunk Ernest, Ernest goes to you know Africa. I've watched them all. Ernest goes back to school. All this junk. You know, I, I've, I've loved his whole library of movies. Jim Varney, you know, lived and breathed that character. And I, I can never repay him for much because that character is part of my childhood. And this movie was a staple of my list growing up every single year. In this particular movie, we see Ernest make a mess of things as usual when he unearths a troll that was placed by his ancestors in a tree. Yeah, that sounds dumb, right? But well, when you watch the movie, it'll make a lot more sense than what I'm telling you. So the whole movie, we see him trying to warn everybody about this troll, and nobody's believing his ass because he's basically the village idiot. Tom, Bobby, Tom, Bobby, help, Mayday, Mayday, Christmas Day, Columbus Day, Tom, Bobby, do something, he's on the roof, Tom. Come on in, troll trapper, this is Blue Leader, come on back. Tom, Bobby, Tom, Bobby, help. help. This movie features Eartha Kitt, who was one of the actresses who played Catwoman in the original Adam West Batman series. And uh, coincidentally, she sings Santa Baby. We all know that song because it plays in the fucking malls. If people still go to those or you listen to it on the radio all the time during Christmas. Uh, In this movie, she's got like the worst horrible voice I have ever heard in my life. She sounds like she smokes like three packs a day. And she sang Santa Baby very seductively Uh, i'm kind of feeling like i'm getting a little bit of a weird boner here but she's in this movie and like i said everything this man does is hilarious everything Ernest comes out is just to me great it always puts a smile on my face this movie you should actively seek out and i believe it's somehow leaked on youtube so go ahead and watch it and i do wish that Disney Plus did have the earnest movies because the first original four are Buena Vista movies or Touchstone if you will and they are an off-brand of Disney so hopefully one day we get to see these things in full HD in all their glory on Disney Plus. How about a bumper sandwich booger lips? (laughs) Number two on this list has got to be the most mainstream movie next to Casper. And that is 1989's Pet Cemetery*. This movie is basically my favorite Stephen King movie next to Christine And it's a simple story of a doctor who moves his family into a small town And comes to find out that the small town has an ancient Indian burial ground To where it has the abilities to bring back the dead once you bury a corpse in it Pretty simple right? it seems like family fun but it really isn't because the kicker to this is once you bury something whatever it is it could be the nicest person in the world or the nicest animal in the world and it's going to come back an asshole and we learned this fast because he buries his cat or actually his daughter's cat church in this thing and that cat comes back and just you know he's just terrorizing but is it really different than really how cats are these days i have 3 of them and I would have thought that I would have buried these bastards a long time ago. Because they're all each jerks in their own special way. So, is the cat... His name is Church, by the way, in this movie. Is he really, really acting any different than the normal house cat? I'll let you decide. One thing about this movie that I, I always laugh at. And I'm supposed to suspend belief. But it's a little hard to... Um, what's the word? Believe. <laughs> and... That is when Gage, Creed, he must have been about, he's like a toddler, he's like two, wanders into the streets and gets ran over by a speeding semi. Now, any normal-sized human being or adult would have been hamburger meat by now. How the hell is this kid still intact? How is there enough pieces of him left to bury in the pet cemetery? Really, the, the, the semi hit him, it tipped over, and all we saw was the 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 bloody shoe rolled across the street And everybody's like oh my god You know that hit me in the fields Because of, you know I have kids But then I'm thinking wait a minute This dude's an asshole dad Who just let this motherfucker run a football field away And didn't even pay attention to him I'm not going to get into that Like I said you guys suspend belief right And then the fun part about his son Is he's played by Miko Hughes If you all remember him He delivered a certain line In Kindergarten Cop that would be canceled in today's day and age. Boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina. (laughs) Thanks for the tip. My favorite scene in this movie is when Judd is telling the story of the first time that they buried an actual human in the pet cemetery, in the burial ground. And this whole story, the way he told it, the way his voice was, his accent, everything was just terrifying the environment around him. It didn't have any crazy music. All you heard was just the crickets and the wind blowing behind him and the grass and the trees and just everything like that whole scene scarred me. Like that basically is the cherry on top of this whole movie. The Judd Crandall character is basically the highlight of this whole film. And he does have one scene where Gage, I guess a zombie Gage Cuts his Achilles heel. Oh, that is just hard to look at. I, I always cringe, even though when that scene comes up, I always just close my eyes like son of a bitch, I know it's gonna happen. And it just look it hurts me when he gets his Achilles cut. Son of a bitch. And how can you have a discussion about Pet Cemetery without mentioning the legendary, the man himself, Herman Munster, Fred Gwynn? No one could have played Judd any better than that. And I do understand that they had uh, a remake You know A few years back And he was played by The John Lithgow Shit I almost said John Lovitz That would have made The Pet Cemetery remake 8,000 times better Right? I are those things For me? <laughs> when this movie is done You start to Question yourself About whether or not You would do the same thing That Lewis Creed did Would you go to that Length To bury a family member only to know that they're going to come back evil. The barrier was not meant to be crossed. It's not my fault that you died. You were as good as dead when they brought you in. The ground beyond is so. We have reached that number one spot. This is the movie we've all been waiting on. The one you've all been clamoring for. The one I know you're going to shit on me and say that, wait a minute, this is number one? You could have picked anything better than this. Well, guess what? I didn't. And this is actually my favorite Halloween season movie. And that is 1986's Trick or Treat. heard of raising spirits from the dead by incantations right i guess i did that by playing the record backwards sammy kerr he's a rock and roll nightmare his fans won't let him die he won't let them live trick or treat starts friday october 24th at a theater near you consult local listings now, don't get this one confused with the 2007 movie uh, that, that bears the same name. No, this right here, this is the real trick-or-treat. There's no screwing around here. This is the, This comes from a time when metal and horror went hand-in-hand. Hand. You know, both of these genres were put together, and it was a match made in hell. There was nothing better than this. This was perfect. Now, while I do like rap music, I don't think that it should be featured... In horror movies, I just, it kind of takes away a lot of the luster for me. And, you know, I get it. Maybe it's me being old. Maybe it's me not moving with the times. Maybe I'm just out of touch. I don't know what people want. Who knows, right? But to me, back in the 80s, it was great because horror movies had dedicated songs by notable bands and they the killer clowns had one the ramones made one for pet cemetery dokken did dream warriors i could keep on going but this movie was so monumental because the band fastway who which was comprised of one of the members of motorhead it kind of sounds weird right but anyways this whole movie had a dedicated album now i'm not saying one of those compilation ones where it's got different music no this band created a full album for this movie it was called Trick or Treat each song kicks ass each song fit every scene in this movie now I'm finally going to get to what the movie's about and it's basically a super fan named Eddie whose you know heavy metal idol Sammy Kerr dies in a fire and he befriends a local DJ named Nuke who is played by Gene Simmons and he gives him his Sammy Kerr's last record. He goes home and he plays it, it starts moving backwards and the evil spirit of Sammy Kerr apparently is inside of this album and he's helping Eddie get back, get the revenge on everybody who's picking on him at school. This movie holds so much sentimental value to me and that's basically because I spent the majority of my childhood and teenage years trying to figure out this damn movie honestly. I didn't have the internet, so word of mouth around people that I knew and nobody knew what the hell I was talking about. I remember when I was very young, I watched this clip when I walked into uh, the living room and my parents and some relatives were in, the, in there watching this particular movie. And the scene was this girl put on these headphones she, you know, obviously it's a cassette player, it's the 80s, and this green mist starts going down, it starts unbuttoning her shirt, and that's right, And this demon shows up, and the next thing you know, her boyfriend comes back to the car and pulls the headphones off to see that her ears have melted to the headphones. From then on, I got shunned out of the room, and I didn't know what this movie was. I asked my parents. Nobody knew what the hell they were. Well, no, actually, nobody could figure out my description. You know, as I got older, I would try to ask people, hey, you know, when the time came up, I didn't actively do this. I wasn't spending every day of my life figuring this out. You know, it, I may have made it seem like it I did, but I really didn't. You know, I would ask around when the time was right. Somebody's talking about movies and, you know, I'd casually bring this up. Nothing. Nobody knew what the hell I was talking about. It wasn't until I had my first job and a friend of mine went to the Walmart that they just built. And came back and said, hey, look, dude, have you ever seen this movie? And on the cover, it had Ozzy and Gene Simmons. And I was like, no, I really haven't. Check it out. It's really cool. The moment I put it into the DVD player, I knew exactly what I was going to get. I said, this has got to be that fucking movie. And it was. It was this movie. I went and bought every version of this movie. I bought the DVD DVD. I went ahead and I bought the German release of this, which was supposed to be Blu-ray that had really shitty audio, but it came with the Fastway soundtrack. And then I went ahead and I bought a uh, custom made uh, version of this movie on eBay, which sounded and looked crisp and clean and everything that I wanted out of this movie. Because for the majority of the time I had seen this in very low quality, it was very hard to get. So finding this on Blu-ray was just amazing to me. This is a movie that I I showed my wife and she laughed and said, wow, this is actually really good. Well, she will actively look out and say, hey, want to watch a Halloween movie today? Sure, I'll let her pick. And she pulls this movie out. You know, sometimes uh, she does have good taste. And uh, when she does pick this movie out or the the toxic Avenger, those are when I'm, I'm the most proud. One of the coolest things about this movie is the fact that Ozzy Osbourne is in it. Now I'm a huge Ozzy fan, and I'm gonna cry like a little kid when he eventually passes away. I may even take the day off. But in this movie, he's kind of out of his element. He plays a reverend who is against heavy metal music, and everybody should stay away from it, which is just a complete 360 of who he really is in real life. And like I said, I I love him for it. I wish he would have done a song for this movie, but he didn't, and the soundtrack we already got was perfect enough as it is over the past few years this movie has been getting a little more attention people are like holy shit i've never seen this how come i have never seen this how did this slip through the cracks I, I, you know I, I how come nobody's ever mentioned it well let me tell you, you if you haven't seen this you have not lived if you're a horror fan and maybe if you like metal or if you don't like metal this is such a cool movie to watch it's free completely on youtube you just got to find the best quality version of it. And I'll probably link this in the description as I normally say all the time. But you have got to actively go out and seek this. Nail them all. Nail them all. Fuck them. No wind No false metal. And there you have it. My top 10 for this Halloween season. I hope you all somewhat have enjoyed these past two episodes. And also... I hope some of you actually give a few of these a chance if you've never seen them. Like, go out and, you know, like I said, I'm going to try to link it. Or you can email me, and that's going to be in the description of this show. And I'll give you the link to each one of those movies. It's a random bunch. I get it. You know, and and I know that not everybody's going to agree with some of these movies. Or some of you might actually have seen them. But go out there. Like I said, give these movies a chance if you haven't seen them. And also, I'm open to hearing your suggestions. Maybe I haven't seen something. Or maybe you love this movie so much and you want to give me a reason or why you like it so I can see it in a different mindset. I'm open for that. And as always, you can catch me on my social medias, which will be linked in the show's description. You can send me an email. I'm going to put that in there as well. And if you want links to any one of these movies please feel free to email me or send me a dm and i will do my best to give you a link to each one that you're looking for and don't forget that on halloween day i'm going to be releasing a special episode it's going to be a halloween edition right everybody's going to fucking do it and i'm not going to give any hints on what it is i hope you all will look at it as like as one of those things like wow nobody ever talks about this And I did give away a little bit of a hint on the episode that had the first half of this list, which was 10 through 6. At the end of that, you do get a small hint of what it could be. So, be ready for that Halloween day, and I'll see you next time.